0: All right. So with our last discussion, we came to the revelation that there has to be more responsibility to the lessons of love and conflict, more so than assuming more responsibility for our personal feelings, because as we stated in the first draft for what we call this, that and the third, more than one thing can be true. So I sat with this for weeks while you know we were taking our time to develop and I want to present and speak about a skill set that is also a curse and that can also be a subject that is very critical in love because it's often looked at as a lack of accountability when this gift curse or person exists and the third in this particular conversation that we're going to discuss is a layered discussion About a third person's point of view Now it's, it's going out there already I can see it but it really does Make sense <laughs> the more We get into it okay Because okay, this was okay. like a, a huge reality check Right so by okay. Definition A third person Point of view is the ability To narrate a existence or experience by removing yourself from the forefront right
1: okay so I'm following
0: when you remove yourself from the forefront you can see the full picture of perspective you're able to narrate not only your position but also the position of the other person That is also in the same circumstance or scenario. You communicate these points of view almost to say that you can see what happens, though not being there mentally or physically to accept what actually happened or feel the other person's point of view or where they may be coming from. So this is why I say that's a gift and a curse, because. What you don't realize is that you're not using your gift in third person's point of view to the good. The ability to remove yourself from the situation and see the full spectrum, the ins, the outs, the intricacies, the intuitiveness that you may have had before you got into the situation, the passiveness that you may have seen in your partner before things got heated. Like you can you can tell this story vividly. When you're not the focus, that's a gift. But mm-hmm. to be able to use that same third-person point of view to tell your your friends, your support system, which is that opposite of the third that we're talking about now, that third person that you include in your relationship unbeknownst to your partner, you can you can communicate that POV so well that they can develop their own troops from what you're telling them so it's a lot there
1: yeah yeah so let me just break down what i think i'm understanding okay okay? and you tell me if i'm i'm lost in the south somewhere okay so uh first of all first of all the um the gift portion initially when you brought it out i was thinking that you were talking about being in the conversation, but having the ability to take yourself out of the conversation and, and be able to tell, like, what's happening from, like, what you would do usually and what the other person would do usually. And the natural course, the trends it's following, like, clearly, if you've been paying attention to yourself, you know you already got mad as soon as I, in, you know, entered with my opinion, right, right. right? You know, like, traits like that. So, that's what I was gathering from the first part of... Uh, the way you started out and then i ended up where we're actually introducing someone else into the conversation mm-hmm. where maybe one of you the the guy or the woman has gone back to a friend and explaining what has happened say there was an argument and they're retelling the mm-hmm. story you're correct to oh that's you I'm on it oh, okay so my my first issue is even if this is a gift I think the reason it would be a curse is because if I'm talking, if, if me and my husband are in a heated conversation or debate, or we're trying to get down to the actual factual of a thing, um, whether he has the gift or I have the gift, we're going to have a hard time in that moment trying to allow the other one to accept that what we know to be true is the truth, mm-hmm. right? It's like can, trying to convince somebody that you have been studying them all this time, and you know everything that they're going to do. And because we are arguing right now, you're just being disagreeable in this moment because you don't want to be wrong. But the actual truth is, you know that I'm right, but you're not going ha- <laughs> to let me have this in this moment. You know what I'm saying? That's what I. That's what I feel like. That a uh, gift of being able to see the whole thing is, and it really is really like pointless in an argument. It truly is because the other person is not going to relent. They, they see what they see and that's what they want it to be. That's what they mm-hmm. need it to be. Right.
0: That's when you curse yourself.
1: So that's the curse. Right. That's the curse. Right. That's the curse part of it. Now um, it's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift to be able to see it, but I feel like it's the curse because it's not useless because it, when it's in this argument form and you, and you're trying to, Pull out this gift it's going to fall on its face because the other person's going to reject, reject, reject.
0: But maybe that's right? not the case, though, because when you. OK, okay. let's we're going to use the example you just gave. I'm okay. going to compare it to what we see socially when we listen to the multiple stories and accounts of people who were either in love or are now out of love. We don't don't comprehend things well in love all the time, right? Okay. While being in love with another person. And based on how I introduced the conversation, what you'll find is that we can vividly tell our stories of love when we're completely out of it. The same can be applied to anger. Mm. We don't comprehend things well in anger. While we are angry with another person. So in order for us Mm -hmm. to communicate or to understand a lot better, we have to come out of that place in order to understand and process and present things a lot better. You can speak from the other side (laughs) when you're on the other side of it. So Mm -hmm. that's the reason why the third can be a gift and a curse, because if you can understand what you're in before you get into it, And step outside of it, process, assess and present a little bit better. Maybe the third person by way of that person that you're bringing into it, that kind of condones your bullshit, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. That person is no longer needed because there is a third person point of view that's personal. And then there's a third Mm -hmm. person point of view that's external. And a lot of times you don't need the external third person point of view because your third person personally is sufficient because you can see outside of you can step outside of you've been known to do that. So it's like you have to look at it's the way you use that point of view.
1: Right, right. And and I, I think it's perfect and it's beautiful if there's not, um, a heated moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're just if we're just having a conversation and you bring your insightfulness, um, I'm okay. We're good, right? But this is this is not where this this that and a third stems from for me, mm. DJ. It stems from. It stems from the inability to see it in that moment. I think on the first episode uh, or the first note-taking session, I think we made it clear that a lot of times everybody, both parties are going to be fighting for their POV, Right, you will, right. right? They're going to be fighting for those things. And that's what they're supposed to do because that's the way they see it, right? And very rarely even if one of the people have the ability to see that I'm not completely right and I'm welcomed to your side of it as long as you give me an out and and see that I wasn't being malicious, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm open to your point of view if you allow me in without trying to hold me accountable for something that you're falsely accusing me of, right? Because that's usually how it goes. The misunderstanding is just that you're doing this, and I'm doing this and you're working against me or we don't agree. And all we really need is the other person to validate our reasoning so we can see eye to eye and not be looking at the other as the enemy in that moment or the problem causer. Correct.
0: Your vantage point is correct. Isn't... Yeah
1: yeah so it's just like that's what it needs to be
0: so the problem right the problem i'm having with that is because again now we're enabling the irrational person
1: but do you understand that both of us are irrational I don't think you took that away from the rough draft. Both of us could be the irrational person. And even if we're not, the other one could see us as the irrational person and we can see them as the irrational person. That's what I was trying to bring home. And yeah, I get that part. part I I totally
0: understand that. I think what, I think what I'm trying to narrow down to is when we have this conversation, of course, the first, The first draft of it was just acknowledging that there's three different versions of the truth. And now we're at Mm -hmm. the point of saying, well, there's a skill set that each of these three instances or occurrences have. The person that is Mm -hmm. more rational is trying to be solution based. The person that is irrational is confrontational. So okay. now, since we know that the only way to potentially get these two entities to kind of coexist and somewhat agree is that we have to agree that we're both being irrational because I'm standing for something positive, though it be irrational to you, or I'm standing for something that could be solution based or driven that you're just not seeing is being looked at as I said what I said too. I get it.
1: Yes. Right. So that, so that's the thing. So even if you have this ability to pull yourself out of the situation and um, analyze like the trends, of our arguments like of our past arguments even if you know me to the t and you know yourself to the t and you can be the actual personal third person and see like this is what's happening here why can't you see it in moments of intense heat (laughs) and conflict that trait that skill set is falling on deaf ears because You are not yet, you have not yet convinced this person that you understand where they're coming from or you see how they got where they got like you see why it's unclear for them you see why they feel like you're the irrational one you see why they uh, feel like you're causing problems like you i feel like at some point in order for that to even work we have to level or validate each other's issues or we're just going to be going at each other even still And your ability your skill set is pointless because you have to get this person on your side to even understand and hear what you're even trying to convey. Because right now, they just feel like you're pulling more of your BS trying to be right. You understand?
0: So that's why that's why the <laughs> third I? person point of view is brought to the forefront. Because we can see how the narrator, which is the person telling the story, exists outside of the events mm-hmm. of the issue. And they relate to the actions of everybody involved. Like, when you think about when you pissed... And whoever you can imagine in your support circle or system, however you look at it, you you make that phone call and you like, girl, let me tell you what I'm going through. Right. You don't realize Mm -hmm. that in explaining to your support system, you're giving your side and theirs vividly and correctly. You totally understand what his argument is, though you don't agree with it. You you explain this entire story clear enough for the person you're talking to to form their own opinion. Okay. so this is why I feel like being irrational is very much a position, but it's still not an excuse, because even though you're mad, you can totally and functionally comprehend what is happening in that moment. The fact that you're mad is what makes the difference to how you respond to it.
1: Okay, but here's the issue that I'm still having, even though you know why they are mad and you even though you can explain what they're telling you in regards to the issue, you still don't know how it's affecting them and what they are and why they are coming at you the way that they are. And if you do, then my question becomes, why can't you then disarm them with your actuality, right? Like if, if they're coming at you saying, oh, you are intentionally doing this to cause this problem and you could be like, no, that is not my aim at all. I was trying to do this. Something's totally separate than what you're seeing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if if anybody's irrational or rational, if there's a rational being in the other person that you're having conflict, them hearing this is what I'm trying to do. But this is, but you saw it in a certain way. That should clear it up right there. The problem is, it's what happens is the trust stability in that moment. Mm. You know, it's like, I don't believe you. I think you're just trying to clean it up right now. Depending on the issue, right? I think a lot of times people are arguing because one, they don't want to be wrong, two, they, they don't trust that the other person is being honest with what they're claiming. Okay, That's so how
0: do, because so in. In the event that you're right and I'm wrong, how do we, mm-hmm. how do we provide retention for our relationship?
1: Huh. Uh, the The question is, how do how do we communicate to the point to where we accept what the other person is saying? Like, is there ever? Do In in, in the past, if any conversation you ever had has been heated, in the past, the answer to your question is, did you ever allow that person and what they were telling you to be what it was? Did you ever accept that? Because if you don't accept that, there is no retention. And that's either person. If you're not accepting what the other person is telling you, there is no retention because that also says there is no trust. I do not believe you. I cannot trust you. I cannot accept <laughs> what you're saying.
0: And those are, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I just think that I'm really passionate about proving those I said what I said people to be some of the worst communicators in relationships because. Despite you being in that position of me not validating what you're feeling and you feeling like you're standing for what you believe to be the issue or the right side of the issue. Not receiving the other person's point of view in this instance is wrong, despite what you're feeling. Right. Because you have to understand that this is not a relationship is not a me thing. It is an us thing. So when I look at how I address a this, that and the third situation in my own relationship, the first place that I have to, I guess, adjust to is her position. That's the first place, because we always say Mm -hmm. that, you know, um, men need to lead emotively more than logically. So. I lean to her first. I say, "Okay, tell me what you feel. Tell me what you what you took from my actions." Now, I know mm-hmm. that this sounds exactly like what you're saying to me in terms of I said what I said. But once I hear your side of the story, I don't have to adjust my account because you believe it to be one way. I can honor that. One hundred percent. So I tell you, right? Okay. Well, here is where. You were wrong in my intentions in the issue. Once we once we make that clear, okay, this is not Mm -hmm. exactly what you believed or thought this thing to be. Mm -hmm. Now we sit and say, well, how do we move forward with what is presented? Okay, I'm telling you that that's not my intention, and you're choosing to not trust what I'm saying. There's nothing left for me to do. That's a you issue now. Tune in next time to see who gets love.
1: From BJ and Crystal Clear.